Good morning, Jay. How are you? You know, this morning, I'm, I'm okay, but I woke up with a pretty heavy head this morning, and not just because my head is big, I, I had things on my mind. Okay. So, I woke up thinking, as I do most mornings, like, what can I do to make things better and to change things? Okay. And... I was, I was feeling frustrated because I was like, you know, I have all these things I want to do and I just feel kind of stuck. And, you know, I read this quote the other day that said, the definition of hell is when the person you became meets the person you could have become. Wow. And I think about wow. that, you know, and I think about that and I'm just like, what am I doing to be the best person I can be, you know, to achieve to the level that I feel like I can achieve. And where am I coming up short? You know, that's. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's real. That is, um, first of all, that's a lot to have to wake up to. Um, that's a lot to kind of undertake, especially on Wakanda day. Um, yeah, throw it in there. Um, no, that's, that's real though. That's a, I've never heard that quote, but I like that. I like that quote. I have to write that down or you just have to send it to me because I'm not going to write it down right now for real. Um, no, that's, it's interesting when we have to wake up, um, with things on our mind and it's usually, in my opinion, something that's really kind of been going on before something you've really been thinking about but at night you know our subconscious tells us that what's really going on what we're really feeling those are things we can't really suppress so that's it's interesting that's interesting what um what did you come up with did you come up with anything I haven't really come up with anything because you know me and I can be very very hard on myself and Mm -hmm. even last night I was having a conversation with a friend and just thinking I was sitting in my chair because I have this wonderful round chair. You know the chair. You don't like mm-hmm. it, but it's all good. It, it's um, not cheeseburger friendly, but I get it. But, um, but yeah, I was sitting there and having a conversation with a friend, and I just realized that I was like, I'm really bored. And I'm just bored with a lot of things, you know? And it's just mm-hmm. like every day is exactly the same. And, I mean, I throw in little adventures, you know, I try to do something different once a month and I try to, you know, read books and do things like that. But all in all, everything is the same. I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I go to sleep. I sometimes cook a, you know, dinner or breakfast or whatever. And then it's the same thing the next day Mm -hmm. and the next day and the next day. And it's just, it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, I just don't want everything to be the same. I don't want the same old, same old. Right. And sometimes it's really hard to get out of that. You know, some people just take that massive leap of faith and they quit their job and they pack up and move and they do all of those things. And I sometimes wish I was ballsy enough to do that. That's real. That's real. Um, Girl, you whoo child. Let's talk about it. Um, That feeling that feeling like you're stuck in a rut, like you're stuck in this constant routine, like it's this mundane routine and nothing ever changes, um, is real. And a lot of people feel that. I get stuck in that rut a lot 
or let me not say a lot, but I feel like I suck, I'm stuck in that rut often because I have another human being that I, got, I have to consider in order to do things. Um, but yeah, that dropping, you know, drop the mic and I'm going to go and do something different. That's real. That's real. Um, the, I guess the scary part, not the scary part, the uncomfortable part is we as human beings like to know what's next. We like to have plans and mm-hmm. we don't like things to be unknown. People fear what they don't know. Um, and so the idea of just up in and quitting your job or up and and moving it's the what do I do next and this doubt can tend to fester in the back of your mind this um, idea that I don't know what's going to happen so now I'm fearful so now I'm not going to do it which then puts us back into the perpetuated cycle that we were already in of I'm not happy but I'm also too scared to do something different um I have a friend that up and moved across the country. Just up and moved one day. And I said, girl, what you about to be doing? She was like, I don't know. And so me, the the inner scared girl, me, I was like, well, how are you going to pay for it? Like, you need a job. You know, bills are real. Rent is real. And she was so unbothered by that. She said, I'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah. And so I feel you. I sometimes wish I had that as well. But then I get scared because I'm like, okay, I got another person to take care of that needs some stability but this stability is mundane for me yeah Um, yeah and I mean I'm a risk taker like I will just up and move but as I've gotten older you know I'm trying to consider a lot more things but it's just it's gotten to the point where I'm like is the safe route the healthy route at this point, because sometimes, you know, we'll do things because, well, I need to pay the bills. I need to keep a roof over my head. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. But we're sacrificing, sorry, we're sacrificing mm-hmm. our sanity mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, I hate this job. So my, or I hate this job. I hate my situation. I hate, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. But we stay in it because it's like, I right. have to. And then you begin to feel trapped. And then you begin to feel resentful. Yep. And it just, it, it, sends you down this spiral of negativity and then you're like okay now I need to get out of that and it's just it's just this battle that kind of goes back and forth it's an internal and external battle and I feel like that's where I am right now where it's just like I know I need to do something different but what different is I don't know and I want to do things that help people but I get frustrated when I try to do things and people don't or they disregard it. So I'm just like, well, why am I trying to do that? And it's just, it's just this back and forth. And right. when you have an internal banter, that can be really, really frustrating. So that's the internal banter is almost more dangerous than the external because internally we can justify and rationalize a million different things a million different ways. Um, when, we, when we talk about being wanting to do things differently. We live in a society that doesn't really support spontaneity, doesn't really support things such as let's go out and try new things. We are told at very young ages that, especially us as women, you go to school, you you meet your husband, you have kids, you work, you create, you buy the house with the white picket fence and the dog. And for some people, that's okay. 
but we are never encouraged to do something different. Let's step out of this box. It's okay, you know, not to be married at 26 years old and not to have kids by the time you're 30. It's okay to decide, you know what, I want to up and do something different. But we play off fears. Fears is what essentially has run this country and this society since its inception. Is we play, we go based upon fear. If you step outside of your comfort zone and step out on and go get the job that you want to do or do the hobby that you want to do that's going to turn into a job. Oh, well, you're not going to be successful. Oh, you won't have a roof over your head. Oh, you know, all of these fearful things. Instead of saying, hey, well, let's try it and see what happens. Um, we, live in an, we live in a society that doesn't, uh, in my opinion, does not really support um, thinking outside the box. Well, we We have have this this status quo situation where, you know, everybody kind of wants to dwell within the status quo. Right. And when you meet people who step outside of that, there is this almost sense of awe, but misunderstanding because you're like, I think it's awesome that they had the courage to do that. But then you're like, wow, why did they do that? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's, it's outside of what's considered normal and safe. And yeah, that, that is one of the, and it's hard again to break out of that. I think we are getting better as far as a society with being more open to things just because of the way our economy is now set up. We're not in the same stable economy we used to be. We're not with, you know, like they call a gig economy where people don't have jobs for long periods of time. You know, you work something a year or two and then you move on to something else. There's, there's not that right. sense of consistency. And I think that's opened a wealth of doors like for entrepreneurship and things like that. But, but there's still these societal norms that people still want you to operate within that can mm-hmm. sometimes be challenging for someone who's a little bit more free-spirited. Um, because even being free-spirited is often frowned upon. You know, people don't say that because, you know, they're like, oh, he went and did this. And, but you, you have those people that talk in the background it's like, oh, well, why are they doing that? Or what? Can you believe they did? And it's like, it doesn't matter. That's why are real. you so concerned? You know? That's real. That's real. Um, free spirited is not, is, you say it's not really fun. It is frowned upon. Um, because, again, once you step outside of that societal box that um, we've unconsciously set up, you're weird. You're, you know, in the 60s, they were called hippies and they were this kind of this other group. And, even now, you're right, we do have more entrepreneurs. We do have people who are doing more things that are not necessarily the norm, but they're not necessarily looked at as great or, oh, I'm so proud of them or, oh, we should encourage them. It's if they're successful, they're almost the anomaly. Right. You know, they're the exception, not the rule. And so we send this message of, you know, am, am I good enough to be the exception and not the rule? And so we internally have this tape of we're not, you know, we're not necessarily, I'm not that person or, oh, that's good for them. But let me make sure that I have the good job working for somebody that's going to pay me well. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out here that are trying to branch out into that entrepreneurship. And it's hard in the beginning, but we also live in a society that's instant gratification. So if you're going to be an entrepreneur, a lot of times people want the success immediately. 
Right. Um, and that's not necessarily how it happens. I have, uh, for the month of February, I have been every day posting a small business, a black business that is new, not necessarily, you know, you're not going to see them on Amazon per se, um, but to help get that, you know, that idea out there. Um, I know you, Jay, you do a lot of creative things. She's the creative one. I'm not very creative. Um, but you do lots of creative things that the world needs to see. But oftentimes people will say, oh, but that's not, that's not going to put a roof over your head. And it really can. I mean, it could. But see, the thing as being a creative person that you struggle with is, one, a lot of creatives are perfectionists. So mm-hmm. you never quite think your craft is good enough to be put out into the world because you're constantly refining. You constantly are like, I can make this better. I can make this better. I can make it better. And you don't put it out there mm-hmm. versus you have other people who they're like, you know, it's mediocre. And I'm put it, I'm going to put it out there because, you know, I can always go back and edit later. And right. a lot of times I've done some research on my own and I've listened to some other podcasts that talk about it, especially with women. We have a tendency to undervalue what we provide versus with a lot of men. They're like, I already think I'm awesome. And even if you don't think I'm awesome, I'm about to show you I'm awesome. While women, we have to be first convinced and then like, okay. And once we convince ourselves, then they're like, okay, I need to put this out there. And it's this, you know, weird dichotomy. So yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. And I, I'm personally taking it on to, do better to try to not devalue my work because I do do that mm-hmm. often where I'm a just lot. like, it's not good enough or there's people that are so much better and it's just like, okay, that might be the case, but you'll never know if you don't try it. And at the end of the day, again, their opinions don't really matter. That's kind of been my mantra right now is their opinions don't matter. Put it out there. You don't have to read the comments. You don't have to feed into the negativity. I mean, my thing is the fact that you sat there and watched it means you at least paid attention. The fact that you failed to write a negative comment or give feedback, at least you watched it. You know, I remember I was watching Straight Outta Compton and there was a scene when they were on the bus heading into like Detroit or someplace like that. And there was a bunch of people outside of the bus burning and trying to crush all their discs. And... Easy E was like, hell, they bought them. I don't care what they do with them. And that was the—that was a good point. You know, it's like, even if you throw it away, the fact that you spent your money on it, you already helped me out. So what you do with it is up to you. And it's yeah. those kinds of messages that resonate. And I'm just like, you know, think more like that than I'm not good enough. You, I, you just said a whole word, and I don't even know if you caught it. Um but that's real. There, this idea of not being good enough, pitting people against each other, is not necessarily a perfectionist or creative person's issue. It is a bigger societal issue. Since the inception of society, women have been pitted against each other and told that you're not as good as, told that you're not as smart as, or stick to women things, stick to what you know. And the idea that we can be great in our own right is something that we are not, one, we don't tell a lot of 
of our kids. One, we don't tell a lot of us as adults. So you're right. We get into these you get into these situations where we think, okay, well, it's not good enough. I know personally, I've seen a lot of your writings and read your writings, even though she thinks I don't read them. I do. Um, and I think some of them are just phenomenal. And I hear you say, oh, well, I could have done this differently. Well, hell, we all could do something differently. But it's phenomenal. And I think that we have to learn first, how do we take a compliment? I think that's the first, um, how do we accept positive feedback? Because I think it's hard for a lot of us, especially when it is yours. Because, again, that internal tape says, oh, we could have done this better. We could have done this better. So we're so focused on what that internal tape is saying versus saying what the output is. Um, I want to say, I can't remember, I can't remember who said it, but I remember I was in a class in high school and we were doing a poetry section and we were talking about what a poem meant. And my teacher was basically saying, you know, we all, like, there's like 10 different opinions about what this one poem meant. And so we asked the teacher, well, what does it mean? And the teacher said all of that. And the point that he was trying to come across is that the message that you get from something is from at least this section of poetry was about how does it internally affect you and I think that we live in a society where there has to be you know white and black there has to be a right answer and a wrong answer and we don't leave this room for interpretation so just because you know you write something and I could be like man that's dope I got this this and this and you say well I, I wrote it this way you know, it's still great. It's still great because I read it. It's impactful to me. It does something for me. But we don't value that in society. We value things that the masses can get on board with. And that's not that's not real. That's not that's not reality. It's not how the world really works, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the perception is reality. So however you perceive something in your mind is what it is, even if that was not what you meant because I know I'm notorious for saying something and the way the message was received was not how the message was intended, Mm -hmm. but that's how the message was received. Sometimes that works for the positive. Sometimes that works for the negative, but it is what it is, what it is. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. And I mean, for me, it's just like, again, making another movie reference. There was I don't remember if it was sister act or sister act two. I feel like it was sister act two where, Whoopi Goldberg's character was talking to Lauren Hill, and she said, do you wake up every day thinking about singing? She's like, because if that's the case, you're yes. supposed to be a singer. And that's the kind of thing I do. It's like every day I wake up thinking one of three things, and it has nothing to do with yes. what I do as a career. Yep. And everything to do with how I can help humanity and how I can create things and how I can bring people together. And, again, it's like... I feel like I'm trying to do that. Maybe, you know, it's not getting out there or maybe the message isn't being received. Or sometimes I have to think of it this way. Maybe the message is being received, but you're just not getting any feedback. Because people have a tendency to want to share negative sure. feedback, yes. but don't want to share positive feedback. Yes. So if things are going well, they're like, thanks, that was great. But they don't say anything to you. They're just like, oh, that was a dope message or whatever. But they don't send that feedback to the person versus... If they don't like it, they are quick to respond and quick to say, why did this happen this right. way? Or why didn't you do it this way? Or why, you know, so it's that, that 
going back and forth with. I was like, well, maybe this is happening and I just don't know. And then, which is why I keep going. You know, I keep doing things and I keep trying because it's like, maybe if I'm just touching one person, mm-hmm. I'm doing something. Even if the one person doesn't tell me, if I, if there's someone is out there and something that I have said or I have done has changed their life in a positive way or have made them think about something differently, I feel like I've been a success, though it would be nice to kind of get that feedback that's, every now and then. That's real. You know, and that's why, personally, I've been trying to give people more feedback, both positive and negative, because you can't blame somebody for knowing or not knowing if you never right. said anything. So... And that's why I've even told you with the way that you promote others. I think that is a fantastic thing that you do. And I don't think you get enough credit for that because that is a skill that a lot of people don't have. I'm horrible at self-promotion. You know that. But you are fantastic at promoting others. You don't often promote the things that you do, but the enthusiasm and the excitement that you have for the things that other people do, even with your Black History stuff. I know you've done some promotions for your friends and their creative projects. Whenever you get excited about something, you promote it across the board. You're big into your social activism. All of those things should be celebrated, and I don't know if you hear that enough. Well, thank you. So good job. Thank you. Um, But I, I do think that you hit a very valid point. We have to create an environment. We have to create a system that promotes um, positive, that positive feedback, but also creates a safe forum. Because even negative feedback is not a bad thing because it helps us to hone our craft. You know, you look at some of the the great inventors or the people who are great in society, you know, they didn't come out, they didn't start out great. You know, they had a lot of... Um, Mess up. Denzel Washington made this speech um, about when he, when he won the SAG award, and he says, "You know, keep trying. If you fall down seven times, get up eight. Um, failure is a part of success. But when we're moving forward, when we're trying to um, promote ourselves, when we're trying to promote what it is that we are passionate about, um, I think we have to, as a society, do better." And supporting that. So just because I'm not a creative person, I am not the crafty, hands-on, build something, write something, that's not me at all. But I appreciate those who do because I'm the kind of one where I can read it and I'm like, yes, they wrote that for me. They must know me. They wrote it just for me. And I get, and you're right, I get excited about things and then we want to talk about it. But just because I'm not that person, I have one of my passions is mental health, making sure that we, as specifically communities of color, understand and respect mental health. Um, but there's there's also a lot of kickback. I've got kickback from the family about, you know, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to do something real? And, you know, sometimes here, all, when all you hear is that negative feedback you start to think, well, maybe it's not important. Maybe this is just a pipe dream. Maybe I need to do something more mundane. Um, and that's a dangerous place to be because now we are creating doubt in something that can be great. You know, um, you are yeah. a writer and I am not close to being able to write at the level that you do. But if you look at some of these writers out here, now that we think of as 
the greats, the ones that we think of as, you know, phenomenal writers and had a huge impact on society, did not have necessarily large followings when they were in their act, some of their active stages. Um, well, a lot of them didn't get followings until they died. And I have this thing where I do not want to be dead before some sort of recognition happens. And recognition doesn't have to be on a global or large right. scale. But just sharing the writings with the world, and that's the problem with creative things, is oftentimes they are underappreciated when the creator is still alive. They are undervalued. They're not shared because, again, they're not going within, or no, they're not going with the flow of what society wants at that particular point in time. And only after they've died and been dead for years and years and years does someone stumble across their piece and like, oh, this person right. was a master. But during their life, yeah. they struggled. And it's, it's a tough spot to be in because, again, there is that safe place where you can work. But at this point in time, in our economy, there is no real safe place. No, nothing is for certain. No, nothing. Nothing. So we have to support each other. We have to look at those people who are trying to create something wonderful but just don't have a whole lot of resources right now. Or they're still in a small, you know, basement studio or they're working out of their garage or they're traveling across the country in their car to mm -hmm. try to do something. I think we do need to support them more, both financially yeah. and morally. Yes. Because a lot of times independents are trying to hustle to get the money up to right. do their craft. And their craft can benefit the world if... People would just pay attention, yes. but they keep going, which is Preacher why I admire word. them. Word. You know, they, they keep going and they keep trying it with every failure. While some would say, you know, you're nuts. You should quit. You should throw in the towel. This is not going to work. So many of them mm -hmm. continue on and they endure and they're like, cause they believe in what they're doing. And I know like for me, back to what I was saying when I woke up this morning, it's like, how can I change things? I do believe that everything I'm doing will help people in the long run. And that's mm -hmm. what I want to do. So, but again, it's, it does get heavy at times. And I know other people who are in a similar situation where what they're doing for a paycheck is not what they want to be doing. But again, you know, the realities yes. of life are there and they do want to keep a roof over their head and they yes. do want to feed their families and themselves and keep clothes on their back. So their craft is suffering for it. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's a that's tough spot. You, it really yeah. is. That's so real. That's so real because there's so many people that will tell you, no, you can't do this. One of the things that I personally um, is one of my passions. I have a lot of things I get really excited about. But one of my passions is, like I said before, is mental illness and you know promoting mental health and mental wellness. Um I've had the opportunity to see how firsthand how our criminal justice system treats our mentally ill and it's shameful and it's shameful. One of the things that I would like to do is to really look at federal prison reform policy for our mentally ill and pulling them out of the criminal justice system and getting them into actual treatment because that's what we would do if they had a medical illness. That's what we would do if they, you know, get elderly, but we don't do that for our mental health. And I can tell you, I had a professor that told me when I was in grad school the second time that 
Bianca, you're not going to be able to do that. And I looked at her and I said, bullshit. Because while I may not be president, well, I could apparently, um, but while I may not be president and able to inflict these change, changes, um, I am often reminded of Margaret Mead's, um, her, her statement, I mean, her quote, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of times in which we can affect change even when it looks impossible. Margaret Mead has said, never believe that a few caring people can't change the world. For indeed, that's all who ever have. And that's real. So when we talk about, you know, pressing forward, we need to encourage other people. So even if it is not my thing, I'm going to encourage you to keep writing because while I may not want to write, I'd like to read. So I need you to write so I can read. You know, I have um, friends who are, who create things. I'm not the creative type, but I need you to create so that I can consume. We have to figure out and be in a space where we promote other people positively And we have to do it soon because we are creating a society of drones. You go, you learn, you know, you learn how to live in this robotic type of society. And that's, we are losing identity. We are losing self. And that is dangerous. The second you lose self, you are subject to anything. And that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Yeah, it is. There's a poem And I'll just read it briefly. It's called The Man Who Thinks He Can by Walter Wintle. And it's a poem that I always think back to when I'm getting discouraged. And this poem was written Mm -hmm. years and years and years and years ago. But I love the message. It's a short two stanza poem. But it says, if you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win but think you can't, it's almost a sense you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. For out in the world we find, success begins with a fellow's will. It's all in the state of mind. If you think you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger, faster man. But soon or late, the man who wins is the one who thinks he can. Yes! Yes! And that... That is just what I think about often, you know, where it's just like you just have to believe you can do it mm-hmm. and you can. It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. It's going to have its highs and its lows. But if you and your soul of soul and hearts of hearts believe it can be done, mm. it can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so. And, you know, the, the famous cliche, um, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to think that that was so cheesy, like, oh my gosh, that's so cheesy, but that's, but that's real. It doesn't mean that you don't get tired. It doesn't mean that you don't get frustrated, but it's different being frustrated because you're creating something that is important to you than it is being frustrated because you have to go and do something that you absolutely hate, something that you can't stand, something that just makes you upset. So I think that, you know, we, girl, I'm, I'm now motivated. I'm going to go and 
the support <laughs> every single entrepreneur black business that I can. Um, that's and that's it's so fine. So one of the one of my uh, New Year's resolutions or goals or things that I'm working on this year is to really focus my money and my energy on small businesses, small uh, or black business entrepreneurship because you have to support your community. You have to support the community within which you live in. So now anybody who has a small business, please feel free to comment and send your information so we can check it out. Um, cause I'm all about it now. I'm not, I feel, and it's Wakanda day. I feel like we need to support all things small <laughs> and take leaps of faith. And so we're going to plan a I leap agree. of faith. Jay. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I know this isn't what we were supposed to talk about today, but again, I just felt like it was a conversation that should be had. And I know it's a conversation that a lot of people are having out there. Mm-hmm. So for all our listeners, you know, thanks for listening to my brain dump and my emotion dump. I am a very emotional person. Don't always show it on the podcast, but, you know, I do have days like today where I just had something on my heart and I felt like, you know, I should share it with you all. So keep listening, you guys. And as always, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts under the Google Music Store. You can find it on the Fit and Fluffy website. You can find it on SoundCloud, and I am still trying to get us back up on Facebook. It's been a little bit of a challenge. And Bianca, how can they reach out to us? You can reach out to us with all your comments, your businesses, your entrepreneurships at fitandfluffypod at gmail.com. Send us an email. Um, Also, you can follow us on Twitter and tweet at us at... Fit and Fluffy Pod. Again, that's at Fit and Fluffy Pod. And we do have the Facebook page as well. So And yes, we do have Facebook page. And we are gonna do better, guys. It's coming in, new year, new us. We're doing better. And I'm gonna share with you guys because I've been doing some adventuresome things, you know. Bianca and myself, some of our adventures aren't together and some of them are, so I'll also post some of the adventures that I've been doing. Like I took a trapeze class, so There's all kinds of cool things coming, so continue to stay tuned. And with that, that's a wrap. Bye. Bye. And as always, we'd like to thank DJ Ajana for her musical contribution. Bye-bye.